Good morning and welcome to episode number 51 of the Audio hey. Podcast. How are you this morning, Alex? Yeah, I'm good. You? I'm good. I'm actually pumped. Pumped? I'm pumped because the Olympic opening ceremony was on last night, mm-hmm. which Tash wanted to watch. Now, if you would have asked me a week ago, I was saying in the gym next door, like, the Olympics is dead, It's a. it should be stopped. I think we've even mentioned it on the podcast yeah. that it's a archaic thing that ruins nations and... and uh, uh, victimizes children by turning them into sporting slaves so mm-hmm. they can live like their parents can live vicariously through their fame and yeah and I was a massive hater that 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 will be me as parent but not for an Olympic right so, right so you don't make any money out of the Olympics then I watched the opening ceremony and it was obviously very subdued probably the most subdued uh, opening ceremony since the Munich games but um, <laughs> yeah. but very subdued it was still very good. And I was like, oh, actually, it, I felt like the special for the for mm-hmm. the the um, athletes. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, I switched Channel Seven on, and Bruce McAvaney oh, yeah. did a opening monologue about mm-hmm. it. And man, I am amped now. Yeah. Oh man, he does Bruce is good. Such a good job. Bruce has always been good. Such a good job. Like, yeah, he's hyping it up. So, are know, they are they rolling out Roy and HG this time as well? Don't know. Because I, I followed none of it because I was so anti. Yeah. Now I mean, Brucey's got me in. <laughs> he, yeah, he did a he did a masterful job. Yeah, nice. So I've already downloaded the Seven Play app. Yep. So I'm going to watch the sports that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for Australia. So I mean, like Olympics has got me. Yes, it crucifies. I was thinking like, how much is this going to cost Japan? Things so, like the crowds are empty. Yeah, so you're not going to get any economic ticket, benefit out of it because no sales. ticket sales and you, no people flying into your country and spending money yeah. in the economy to stay there to watch the events. And yep. And I saw an article yesterday about some Ikazaya, like little pop-up shops that mm-hmm. in, that have opened up in the Olympic Village that are not supposed to be there, but the, the police are just like turning a blind eye to it because they know that they've gone through such economic mm. heartache that they need the chance to make some Yeah, money. actually I've heard about that too, mm. which look... it. Makes sense, right? Yeah, you've got to do it. Yeah. You've got to do it. And, and when, you, when you wonder how much money it's going to cost the Japanese government, it's, well, the Japanese people, it's going to cost them the same amount than if they would have cancelled it. Yeah, because I was thinking, who gets the, the, the digital rights will all be Olympics? I'm not sure. It won't I, be the country, surely. The country would get the economic benefit from money spent in the yeah. nation and then maybe ticket I'm really, sales. I'm really not too sure with, with what the split is. I... You'd like to think that there's been some degree of additional negotiation between the Japanese government and the IOC this time around due to the circumstances. But I do know that with the way that the agreements work, if the host nation chooses to cancel it prior to the event starting without the approval of the IOC, then the host nation foots the whole bill. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. But... So Olympics is dead, but I'm excited for this. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I'm... Main thing I'm pumped up about is it gives the media something else to talk about yeah, in the next sure. two weeks. For sure. So that's going to be fantastic because yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just been all doom and gloom for eighteen talk months. About for the first week when this until the swimming's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we've got some new sports this time though, right? Surfing's in. Skateboarding. Skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that'll be pretty good. I think we've got some people in there. Mm-hmm. It was interesting seeing some of the countries that like I'd never ever even heard of even at my age, and I can't even recall any of them now, but there was like three different, was it three different versions of the Cook Islands or something? There right. was, no, Antigua, oh, anyway, anyway, there was, I was like, where's that place? And mm. they had heaps of people to go in there, and I'm like, 
wow, they must be all athletes. <laughs> <laughs> some very small nations getting... And then there was some... Um, one of the first ones is like the... No, the second team to come out was the refugee. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was huge. That yeah. was pretty, uh, pretty full on, but... Well, I know... I... Sure, their team's gotten bigger in the last five years than, than last time around. Probably in the last, probably in the last 20 years, mm. it's been growing in size. I wonder how many of them are going to flee and stay in the country. Like, remember when we had oh, yeah, the... Yeah. Brazil. The, uh, Rio? Was it Rio? They disappeared? Uh, no, no, no. It was when we had the Commonwealth Games in Australia. That a whole stack of athletes just went missing because... And they claimed refugee status while they were over here. Oh. So it was in, I thought it was that in happened a, in Rio as well. Oh, I'm sure it happens every single time. Yeah. Uh, if I was a refugee, I probably wouldn't have been trying to stay in Rio. <laughs> I'd be trying to go... Wow, Rio's cool, man. Somewhere. I mean, if, maybe if you had, like, the London Olympics might be a, a better nah, choice. Rio, but... baby. Yeah. Well, okay, Rio's well, a great place had, to go if you've got some money. Have you got, a better chance, have you got a better chance of staying lost in London or in Rio? I, look, if I had to choose a place to live between London and Rio, I'm going to Rio too. But yeah, well, yeah, and you can choose. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I wanted to speak about something today, and it was sorry before you get into it. Just just on the note of the Olympics, what what I'm looking forward to in the Olympics, I want to see the next Eddie the Eel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Eddie the Eel? Yeah, the sweetheart story. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's what I want to see. I want to see who is that person that's just going to capture the hearts yeah. and minds of. Of the world, that excites me about the Olympics. Yeah, okay. okay. And look, the, the Australian men's soccer team's already half done that, beating Argentina 2-0. <laughs> Who saw that coming? We all, exactly uh, zero people. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out. We'll mm. keep an eye out. Um, okay, done on the Olympics? Are we done on the Olympics? Yeah, I'm done. Let's move on. So, we spoke during the week, because I wanted to talk about the billionaire space race, mm-hmm. and... <clears throat> Specifically, people's like sentiment towards it. Mm-hmm. But what I found interesting was that you got in your feed, your digital feed mm-hmm. was a very different, uh, very different aspect to the feed that I was getting on my yeah digital feed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, tell me what what were you getting? So we're talking about um, so in the last weeks you've had Bezos go to almost in his space. Cock rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Richard Branson go to space in his like his um, Virgin yeah. Galactic. What what I have loved about this is how with with especially especially with Bezos with the cock rocket, all of the references to Austin Powers movies. Yeah, which oh, you could which you could never release in this day and age. And the dictator. Oh, and the dictator. The dictator. Well. Oh, needs so the top needs to be pointy. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So obviously you've got Bezos and they've they've all gone to varying levels of space. Well. Right? Okay, so what I I want to start off by saying, they've both bitched it. Yeah. To me, that's not space. No. You've been on the edge of space? Yeah. That's the edge <laughs> of space. That ain't space. Yeah. At least Elon Musk. Now, I know he hasn't personally gone, but he's gone to space space. Mm-hmm. He's got a car that went has gone further than yeah. what, what those guys and, have. And also, isn't... Isn't Elon's plan to actually be in orbit for like three days or something? Isn't that what he's doing? I don't think I don't think he'll ever be allowed to because you, you no, know. No, but his his rocket when they launch it, which is soon, yeah, is I I think his whole play is it's got to be in orbit for three days. Right, right, right. Because I I think Bezos's was eleven minutes. Yeah, so it's just varying degrees of. So a couple of so what was your like, feed? What did you get on your social media feed? I got I got very little. I got. Uh, I, Interesting engineering throws up the occasional story mm. about it. 
which is nice to see because all interesting engineering has thrown up for the last 18 months has been propaganda. Yeah. So yeah, it's been nice to see some stuff about engineering. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, if you dive into the comments, you, you do see all the hate brigade of these billionaires going to space, they could be feeding the poor, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but no, no rich person doing anything ever can make everyone happy. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, but so I, to be honest, in my feed, I really haven't seen a whole lot. So that's all I got was they sh- these billionaires should be giving their money to poor people. Mm. That uh, it shouldn't be, um, you know, the government should be looking after it, not, not companies. Mm-hmm. How the rockets are bad for the environment. Like it was a barrage mm. of shit. Yeah. Because I like the billionaire space race. Mm. And... Anyone that's saying that, like, oh, you should just sell that rocket and uh, uh, feed poor people, mm. well, how about that space travel creates a technology that will pull those people out of, or potentially pull those people out of poverty in the future by becoming a more advanced... And I'll give yeah. you an example. There is an asteroid in space that has enough resources on it mm-hmm. to, re- uh, to, to make our whole world's economy null and void. It's got enough gold and we can make everything out of gold and platinum, and mm-hmm. right? So we can sit here and whinge about what's happening here mm. or we can go out and start fixing some stuff. Or if we are a virus or a cancer on this planet, mm-hmm. and th- there is a great argument that we are, mm-hmm. shouldn't we spread? You know, Mars isn't wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drop it onto that country, onto that planet and spread that's what if that's what we're supposed to do, mm. we should do it. Yeah. And and well, at least at least that's what Elon's trying to do. Now your whole your whole asteroid argument, uh, that to me is kind of null and void because whoever controls the asteroids is just going to control those resources and enrich themselves. So it's not like if one of the let, let's say Bezos gets control of the asteroid, it's I don't see Bezos getting all the resources off it and handing it out to the poor people. No, but you could. You, you, because it, it's so massive. You could. It's, it's so massive. Won't. No, because like there's no point. So if he, what I'm saying is, if anyone grabs that, mm-hmm. gold is now worth nothing. Platinum is now worth nothing. No, but so that's cool that you've got all that stuff. It's, it's in such abundance, it would negate. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, look at like the diamond trade now. The diamond trade's already manipulated by people in the diamond industry. There's plenty of diamonds actually in circulation, but they just. Yeah. Pull them out of circulation to keep the prices high. But this would be the equivalent of making your driveway out of diamonds. Yeah, but, but rich, out of gravel, rich, Alex. No, 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 no. Don't no, be no, so no. naive. Rich, no. rich no. people are gonna rich people. Yeah, but there's nothing that there's nothing that so, it would be like, it'd be like Bezos owning water, like all the water, mm-hmm. and that that has it's so abundant that it's basically free everywhere in the world. Water. Yes. That's all. It is free. It is free. The transmission of it is not. Water is free as mm. part of the uh, some convention. It's free. Mm. So when you buy a w- bottle of water, you're paying for the bottle and the distribution of it. But the water is free. So this asteroid is like having every. It's like having an ocean of platinum, mm. an ocean of gold, which will be controlled by whoever gets to it first. No, no, no. You're being very. But, but it doesn't matter. Even if that person gets it. Mm-hmm. Now we know that he's got it, it means that this stuff is worth nothing. 
No, it doesn't. It does because he because this we know that there is access to yeah. unlimited amounts. Except of it. we'll just get fed a story about how difficult it is to transport the stuff back, and therefore it'll still be in a limited supply. But that'll have and as much as they need to, to say. Oh, and then they just they jack the price of everything up over here. Space Force. There'll be wars over it. And then yeah. it'll be fine. That, that is something that I think is a valid concern about the billionaire space race is that uh, the grant money that some of them have gotten from the American government to assist them in doing it, when that's like the NASA budget... I think, I think the, the American government's handed out more grant money in regards to privatised space travel than NASA's budget. Yeah, but they can do it cheaper than NASA. I get that too. Like, yeah. So yeah, the net result is better. Yeah, yeah, okay. And but so what I'm saying is we should be trying to go to space. And we should let these billionaires uh, have a crack. Yeah. Because um, years and years ago, so I think GFC actually crushed, crushed it. America used to have a, uh, a... You had to have two companies that would bid for space, um, space grants. Mm-hmm. And it used to be... Oh, I can't even think of the companies now. Um, but in GFC, mm. one of them absorb the other. Mm-hmm. So they've had a monopoly on space travel. Mm. And that's when Elon Musk came out and said, I can go, I can take your satellites to space and I can give you a free satellite because mm-hmm. he can do it for so much cheaper. Yeah. So that's why you need a space, a real space race. We're going to achieve things mm. that we didn't achieve. And, and that's the, the thing, I, I'm more than happy if, because for me, like I want to back Elon because Elon's trying to take us to Mars. Mm. So as far as doing something for the poor people and the human race goes being able to spread ourselves over two different uh, planets is is massive. So I'm all for Elon. Like, I'm, I'm team Elon in a com- I'm when it comes Elon. to the space race. And if Elon was to, at the same time, be able to take control of that asteroid and profit out of the minerals on the asteroid, so be it. You still, you still, you still don't understand how our economy works when, when someone has control of that. Uh, if they if they ta- if someone tapped a resource that uh-huh. was that was so amazing now that it would it would uh, change the world, mm-hmm. yes if yes they could control it and they could drip feed it out, mm-hmm. but there's no benefit in them doing it. That's ridiculous, Alex. Uh, no, you need to understand how an economy works. Okay, how does like how do fuel prices work? Um, it's it's a cabal between. So yeah, so you got shit tons of oil, yeah. which is controlled by certain people, yeah. who then restrict or or throw out supply to suit themselves on the pricing. Yeah, it's five so dollars a gallon. So there's heaps of it. It's five dollars. Yeah. Th- yeah, it's worth. And nothing. how much cheaper could it be? Yeah, it could be. So, so like, I think you're being extremely naive to think that, like, just because there's a lot of resources up in an asteroid on the sky that we've got access to, if one person has access to it, they're not going to go. Great news, guys. Here, I'm going to make everything cheaper for you. That's extremely naive. Yeah, you, again, you don't, you don't understand how economy works. Okay, it was, I don't understand how economy works. No, but I've just given you the water example. Water is free because it's so abundant. Water is more abundant than what oil is. So why is Australia in constant levels of drought? If water was that cheap, why couldn't we just it's get free. it from everywhere and just take it out to the farmers? It, we do that. The transportation costs money. Mm-hmm. The water is free. The commodity itself is free. So that's my point. It is free. And the reason why we're in constant droughts is because we're putting farms in deserts. Because water is free. That's why we do it. So that's why there is an argument that, that economists say, put a price on water. If you put a price on water, it moves farms to where they should be and not necessarily where they shouldn't be. Okay. 
We can agree to disagree on this. Well, topic. no, because I, I've just given you the example of the the most abundant thing. I on think, Earth. and if you now um, I'm introducing the most abundant uh, uh, forms of oh, your most the largest abundance of gold, platinum that's on this thing. Well, okay. you research it. Go and research so, it. So, no, all right, let's talk about the mining companies in Australia who are pulling out Australia's resources of iron ore. How much cheaper has that made iron ore for the regular, everyday Australian? It has got cheaper. Well, got they, cheaper. they pull all the resources out which are owned by our country and they profit out of it. And then they control that. It's not controlled. Ore is not controlled. Well, it is. Like, if you've got a mine set up a... somewhere, then you control the ore that comes out of that mine. They, they, but, there's, but there's other... There's, yeah, but that's only the places that have ore. Yeah, like an asteroid in the sky. So, same thing. If yeah. only one person's got access to Someone it, goes, no you, are, you are completely naive go to, war. to think... They're going to go to war. If, if that, if okay, that was so the case, they'll go to war yeah. over the control of the resources. Yeah. Just like we've always done but forever. Still Whoever's in control of the resources will exploit those resources to suit themselves, which has happened in human civilization forever. Except with water. The most abundant thing in the world. Okay, well, And then we're talking about something that's as abundant. Right. That you, you're missing that factor. I, I appreciate what you're saying. I don't think you do. Well, but, I think but, you, but, you're, but your argument overall, or is not more expensive. Well, I've given you another well another perfect example. Diamonds. Diamonds was my perfect example. But there they're are not shit tons of abundant. diamonds out there. They, they are totally abundant. But, but that whole market no, no. is manipulated and controlled by the diamond yes, market. Yes, pricing is going to change. Yeah, but, pricing changes because it's if, exploited by the people yes, who own but, the resources. But, but, okay, but if diamonds fell in like rain... Then those diamonds that are here would uh -huh. be worth nothing. That's right. But they're not going to fall like rain if one person controls the resource they get it's, them from. And, and I've, just I've just told you why it wouldn't be just one person. All right, guys. Put it, put the list in, put it in the comments. Uh, put in your comments how Jason doesn't understand how uh, yeah. an economy works. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it's going to be really easy for all of us to access resources on an asteroid. No, but the more we do, the, the more these billionaires start going mm -hmm. and the more these billionaires start... Or, or, and, and the governments get on board and we start figuring out how to do this stuff in space, mm -hmm. that could change the fabric of our world. It can change the economy of our world. And, yeah, but and we've, we've got examples of when that's happened. Bronze Age, Stone Age, like uh, Iron Age. These things have happened. This mm -hmm. is the next version of that. Mm -hmm. Where we create something that changes the way that we do everything. Yeah, but and if, that could but, be it. But if you have a small amount of people that have access to a resource... It's small now. They will typically this... exploit that resource. But they can... Uh, up to a point. Then the economy figures it out. Because they'll realise, okay, we, we've got, we're sitting on a mountain of all this stuff mm. and we're going to drip feed it to you or we're going to just dump it and make, make, a, make a gajillion dollars. Do, drip feed it. Do, there's, there's articles on it. Read some articles on it mm -hmm. and that'll, that'll explain it to you. Because it'll become like water. If we had another commodity on this planet that was like water, it would change the way that we do stuff. It, everything could be made of gold. Everything could be made of... So then the people that had their wealth invested in gold, mm -hmm. it's now not worth anything. Mm -hmm. I understand what so, you're saying so about So how control. many times have we spoken about uh, how the old system tries to hold on to its power for as long as it possibly can? How, why are you expecting this to be any different? Because the free market will dictate it. The free market will fix it. The market will fix it. If someone's sitting on all of it, someone else is going to go and take it. And then someone else is going to go and take it. And then it will free up. And the more space travel we do, the more opportunity we have to, to, to get a piece of it. Mm -hmm. and it. And it could literally change the way that the, 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 the world operates. Yeah, it could do. We could move into the next... Because we don't know what the next age is going to be. Mm -hmm. So we think we're in a... We say we're in a digital, uh, digital or technological age now. Mm -hmm. 
We don't know what the next age is. No. But I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's something to do with space. I, I agree. Whether it be you know um, uh, uh, occupying other uh, other planets, mining on other uh, mining out of this mm-hmm. um, out of our atmosphere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. We don't know what the future holds. But it, it, it's going to be a monumental shift. And it's not the standard rules will not apply. Earth's Ma- rules will not apply when we are interplanetary. Maybe. Maybe. The, the laws of human nature will apply. But human nature has changed in, in some I, ways. I don't, time. Economies in, in some ways it Economies has absolutely. changed. In some ways it's changed. In a lot of ways it yep. hasn't changed for hundreds of thousands of years. That's why you need a race. That's why it's, it's good that not one country is doing it. That's yeah, good that yeah. So, so the race, the race again, just goes back to just basic human biology of wanting resources and wanting to control resources, because having more resources than someone else is a good thing. Yeah, it creates, and problems. it will be like that forever. Yeah. So whoever gets to those resources will want to make the most out of those resources. Sure, and they deserve to because they've they've gone to a massive. That's exactly capital. my point. Can you stop interrupting me. So the, I was I was just saying something. You've interrupted me, I didn't. and now you, and now you tell me not to interrupt you. That's what I'm saying. I'm quite happy if Elon gets us to Mars. Elon can have the asteroid. So what will happen mm-hmm. is someone will get out to that asteroid and start figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But it'll be the most expensive way to do it. Someone else will realize there's a way better way that you can do it, and they'll start doing it for for, for cheaper and more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And then another one, and another one, and another one. Except the first person who gets out there, their country's going to stick a flag in it. And there's a flag on the moon. There's yeah, a, but there's like, multiple flags on the what moon. What resources are on the moon? You don't know yet. Haven't looked. Haven't looked properly. We've just picked up some dirt and drilled some holes. So, so on. when the first person gets to the asteroid and they stick a flag in it and they claim ownership over it, but I've just given you an example of uh, the moon where. Yeah, uh, but but I don't hear anyone talking about all the fucking resources coming from the moon, bro. You're saying that, you're saying there's an asteroid out there that's got enough resources on it to make every resource on this planet obsolete. Yes. That's got more value to it than the moon does. But does it? But does it if, it, if, it, if it's going to cru- cripple our, our economy? How's it going to cripple our economy? Well, sorry, not cripple. Change. Change. Modify. Modify our economy. But, but the thing is, you are, you are trusting the fact that the person who gets out there, who sticks a flag in at first, wants to do the best they can for humanity. No. And I, think I never that said any- that. You said that. No, I've that. not said that either. You keep talking I, no, about no, no, no. Yeah, I have said whoever gets to it first is going to control it. And I'm saying that's not what's going to happen. Okay, well... Because we've, I've, we've got an example. America has, does not control the moon. But, but this is not... Like, what resources have you ever seen, seen anyone talk about the moon? Apart from know. the fact it's made out of cheese. We don't know. Because we have not So why... Okay, so why do we know there's an asteroid out there that's got all these resources on it, but we don't know what resources are in the moon? I'm sure scientists have looked into what resources, usable resources, are available on the moon. So Because resources- we've already been to the moon, so we know that we can get there. So the resources that are not um, that are currently not useful to us now, but on this particular asteroid, mm-hmm. that's stuff that we use all the time. Right, and notice how we're talking about the asteroid, not talking about the moon, because we can use the stuff on the asteroid now. Yeah, yeah. But when we get it, mm-hmm. there'll be so much of it, it won't be worth anything. Yeah, okay. I disagree. Yeah. Anyway, we can we can agree to disagree on that one. So I did find it. I did find it really interesting that people are so caught up in this. I want to say that 
this is going to sound really harsh, but the small picture, which is like us in the now and our little problems that we have in mm. our world that they're worried about. Like worrying about the inv- environmental... Um, uh, the environmental dramas of sending rockets to space, mm-hmm. to me, is short-sighted. Yeah. Because you might be able to fix the world, and this is what Bezos said, Let, like, our world is so beautiful compared to some of these other planets, why don't we have a trash planet that we can just chuckle out of trash and keep this one nice? Mm. Even at just having the ability to do something like that opens our options. Oh, for sure. And, look, tall poppy syndrome's a real thing, so... Obviously, there is going to be a, a proportion of the population who, if a, if a rich person does something which anyone can perceive as potentially self-indulgent, they're going to hate it, no matter what that thing yeah. is. And, and you're right, it is... People need to get over that. Well, to a degree, it is short-sighted. To a degree, obviously, when you've got the global pandemic on and things that are happening and everyone is thinking pretty uh, internally as to how, how is my life being affected at the moment... And I guess if you're an American taxpayer who there was all that kerfuffle about, like it took them three months once the Biden administration got into office before they sent them a $1,400 stimulus check. So when you have that stuff happening and then you see the government handing out money to billionaires to go to space, I could see how some people would be upset by that. Bezos didn't get the money that he asked for. Uh, No, Bezos didn't. So... So the grand... they they tried to <laughs> they they, they tried. tried to but they it tried. didn't obviously pass but but there was ten billion dollars that was handed out but Bezos just didn't get any of it yeah but there are because um... Elon got some of that yeah but like I said before it's cheaper if they do it that way than if they were to do yeah but the regular taxpayer who's waited three months to get fourteen hundred bucks yeah. doesn't understand yeah that. but do they have internet. Because they might not have internet. If yeah, I know. But, but when people can't eat, then they are less concerned no, about no. internet. But this, this, is, this is where they, they, even they're short-sighted. Mm-hmm. So this is where they need to open their minds up a bit. It's all the stuff that you use. Yeah, you, you, you might be poor, but are you using a phone? Are yeah, of course. A... And, and look, that, there's, a, there's heaps of that stuff. There's yeah. heaps of people who, who get on their $1,000 iPhone to put a post up on Twitter about you know, how the rich people need to do more. Yeah. You know, there, there's that whole... Um, kind of half socialist movement going through even like the American college system at the moment because I, I love watching videos of uh, rich privileged people in the audience having a go at some professor saying like oh the rich people need to do more stuff and they've got their you know their iPhone they're paying to go to college in a mm-hmm. rich country and then the uh, whoever the lecturer is just goes okay so you're in probably the top 10% of, of rich, mm. like, wealth in the world, what have you done to fix housing issues? And, like, have you, are you just going to give your house to a homeless person? Yeah, or give up your seat at the college. Yeah, so, so yeah. Again, I think people are very, very much about what's in it for them. Mm. And I've also noticed that, too, with a lot of... Um, I think we've mentioned on here before a few times about all of the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. And when you have conversations with different people depending on how it actually affects them personally, is generally their care factor as to mm. what's going on. So for a lot of people who it hasn't affected them at all, they're like, oh, no, there's no problem. But then there's other people who may have had businesses shut down or mm. whatever the case may be, who obviously they're super against it because it just it's how it actually affects the individual as to how they uh, yeah. actually perceive the rest of it. Whereas a lot of people don't take a step back and go, how's this affecting all of us? 
as a society, who, like, say we're all Australians, how is what's happening affecting the whole of Australia, which, you know, it's debatable as to whether or not that's even worth worrying about. Well, this, this affects... This will potentially affect the human race. And that's why I think people need to really take a step back and, and appreciate some of these things. And I think about, like, 1969, the moon landing, mm-hmm. and I, I went and spoke to a lot of people who, were, who watched it live, mm. and I'm like, what did you feel? And, like, most people said they felt really inspired. Yeah, yeah. And if we can get inspiration in that, mm. like, that's worth something. Inspiration's powerful mm. because, you're right, there'll be a kid who's five, six, seven, eight years old, who will watch these billionaires flying into space and they'll watch it live on TV and that will inspire them to go, I want to be an astronaut mm. or I want, to, I want to come up with the next most efficient rocket ship mm. which is going to get us to Mars or whatever it is. But that inspiration is a really important thing because for us as human beings, one of the things that we always want to do is we always want to, want to move forwards. We always want to grow and develop and I think this is why you know, you're seeing so much of this culture war stuff, wokeness, whatever. Like, we're going through this period of time where we're, we're trying to decide what's worth throwing out and what's worth keeping mm. as we move forward and evolve as a society. And I think any time you can give mass-scale inspiration to the next generation, I think it's a positive thing. And I think the Olympics is probably good, a good uh, example of that. The Olympics too. is a good example, but I also feel like this space race is different to previous ones because of social media. Because people are allowed to... Well, allowed to. Sounds so uh, autocratic. Because someone with the shits, the, the 1% extreme on each side, can, oh, it's, can have their thing publicly listed. It's, yeah, it's the vocal minority. The vocal minority, yeah. Like, the yeah. loudest people are the vocal minority. So they kind of poo-pooed on... You know, I bet you I bet you when the, the astronauts in 69, when they touched down, I bet you they weren't commenting on the hat that Neil Armstrong was wearing. Mm. You know, like, we're shitting well, on the Well, the thing is, I'm sure, I'm sure people were. But it, you could only comment to your yeah. wife, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then that stayed in the house. Yeah, so does that make it less inspiring? So obviously you could get more... more. There's more access to what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can shit on it, does that make it more or less inspiring? I think it makes it less inspiring because the problem is that negative news travels faster than positive news and how to, like there's a large percentage of people these days who how they feel about anything is based on their perception of what their peers feel about that particular thing because mm. they don't want to think for themselves. So... Back in the ni- 1969, you had all these people at home in front of the TV with their families watching this thing happen, and then they could only talk about it amongst themselves as a family. And I, I would say the majority of them would be like, wow, that's an amazing thing. How cool is that? So it's a positive, largely positive thing. Whereas now, you've got people who, for one, we don't have to watch it live anymore because you can just go and watch reruns or look it up on YouTube or, or whatever. So you're not having this collective moment of awe mm. like 1969 was. But then you've also got people who, I mean, there's all whenever any major event happens, there's always a race to the memes. So you've got meme culture, yeah, yeah. which usually is making light of whatever the situation yeah. is. So you're which gonna, is new. yeah. So you're gonna have a percentage of the population who are going to run to try to make the the joke with the most impact. Mm-hmm. 
And then those jokes with the most impact spread like wildfire, mm. which then when you've got that percentage of the population who's like, I really only care about fitting in with all of my people, and then they look online and they see that the majority of it's negative, then they get a negative feeling out of it as well. Mm. So I think it does make it less inspiring. But there'll be the next Elon Musk who, who watched that, who goes, yeah, this is cool. Because the reach is greater. Yeah. Yeah, so... And, and what a lot of people don't realise, do you know that there is a company in Helensville, like in your suburb, mm. that makes parts for rockets? Is that? Yeah, they make fuel systems for rockets. Yeah, It's okay. based in Helensville. Huh. You know, and, it, and I think it is a, an awesome achievement, and we should be looking... We should be looking out there. And sure, we can say that we've been trashing this this planet, but mm-hmm. why not have two or three? Well, yeah, and, and that's where I feel like out of the billionaires, my I'm, I'm Team Elon. Mm. I've been Team Elon for a long time because he is trying to solve human problems and make money out of it at the same time. And I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Yeah. And you can argue that Bezos has done the same thing because Amazon obviously got as big as it did because it solved human problems. It's creating a lot of human problems yeah. now as well. Uh, but it's funny how... It, this is probably another example of how people just think about themselves. So obviously you'll have, you'll have people who are, say, whinging about the treatment of Amazon workers. There's been a lot of uh, stories, not really in mainstream news, but I get a lot of stuff on YouTube at the moment about the mistreatment of Amazon's workers, especially in the United States, but obviously it'll happen all around the world. Uh, and you'll have people who, again, will take their, pick their thousand dollar phone up and go and preach about mm. the mistreatment of Amazon workers, but they'll still then go and order a package, which will be delivered by Amazon, and it'll be two hours late, and they'll still go on and bitch about it and rubbish it. And, yeah, so I know. don't. So I, like I, Because I really don't like that movement of... Uh, yeah, there's a few articles on the Amazonification of the US workforce. Mm. And we have it here as well. Yeah, 100%. Which is like Woolworths, Coles, Coles, Coles those, those conglomerates, like yeah. the massive, massive companies that mm. are just owning the workforce. And especially during the pandy, when when everything changed, yeah. those big box guys just got uh, kind of free reign. Mm. And because they're so big, it was easier for them to adapt. Yeah. But yeah. it's also, it's easier for you to adapt when you're... It's that, it's that whole thing about being too big to fail, right? Like, we're, they were big enough so that you can easily justify why those guys have to stay open. People need food. People need resources or whatever it is. You can get all those things from a, from a grocery store. So leave those guys open because the yeah. people need them. I don't agree with it because it's, you know, why, why was a grocer shut down but the grocers within a... Yeah, that, yeah, that's where I was getting to is obviously that's where it then became problematic because you had small-time operators selling the same products who weren't allowed to, to operate yeah. and who are consistently being belted every time we go into a lockdown, which obviously... Uh, I, I misplaced my, my prediction for a lockdown in Queensland this week. I hadn't accounted for the fact that the Premier wasn't going to be here. But, <laughs> but it looks like it could happen imminently, right? Like we've had cases of Delta come into Queensland over the last couple of days. Uh, it could potentially happen. But look, ho- hopefully we just stay unlocked for as long as we possibly mm, can. Mm. With the crisis that's happening in New South Wales at the moment, I, you know, I can't help but feel like something will sneak its way through considering yeah. the thing seems to spread as quickly as it does. But fingers crossed we can stay out of lockdown. But, yeah, we're... Like, we, I think we mentioned last week, too, about how the overall jobs figures have, have improved. 
uh, during this time. And I do feel like a lot of us, because people are running their own businesses, which have then shut down, who then have now, all the jobs that are available are at big box stores. Yeah. I mean, we've got a friend ourselves who's just gone and picked up a job driving trucks yeah. for a big box store because you can get those that work at yeah. the moment. So, And look, I would usually say that markets like ebb and flow and you know people have a hot run and mm. but this in particular has massively financially benefited those guys yeah. massively and massively like the it was just that distribution of 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 uh income just went so heavily favored towards the big guys yeah and literally cut off from from little guys mm. that i don't know i don't think that will recover. That gap won't disappear. Like, if you survive no. this, you might be in it. Like, and, and that's, I, I feel like that in my, my own business. Mm. I feel like when the, when the car supply starts coming through properly, mm-hmm. I'll go back to how I was when I first started where I, I do a lot more cars for a, a, like a, a smaller margin. Small, small more, margin volume. Yeah. more volume. And, and, you know, that worked out. That, that was good. That was mm-hmm. good. But you need to survive this period. Yeah, and look, last year I don't think you really noticed it as much because you had all the government support payments. So you had your job keeper payments mm-hmm. and job seeker and all that stuff. And with those things going away, also in the meantime, like even your experience with how they, like part of the way they were trying to jumpstart the economy was having those government-backed small business loans. Mm. Which were a lie. Which were a lie because the banks just didn't hand them out to anyone. Yeah. So all of that stuff, like I am, I am positive... And again, I don't have exact examples off the top of my head, but I'm positive that every time we have a lockdown, whichever state it is, a business shuts down. At least a business shuts down. Because I think so many of them have just been, you know, teetering for a long period of time. And they're like, okay, we've got school holidays coming up. And once school holidays comes and we get more people through, that'll give us enough of a financial boon that we'll be able to, you know, last from here. And then bang, we go on a lockdown again. And I think some people pack it in. But then you've got to think of the stress too of, you know, running a small business is stressful enough in, in normal market conditions, let alone something like what's happening at the moment. A massive problem, though, is, especially Australian tax law, it's there... I hope there are some changes, and I can't say I haven't heard anyone speaking about it, but mm. they there is no incentive to put money aside for, for a rainy day. Because no. the way that the tax system works is they just want you to constantly reinvest, grow, 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 grow. Mm-hmm. And profits are quite heavily taxed. Yeah. So that money, there's if you had a dollar, you could put the dollar in the bank and then pay 35 cents in tax. Mm-hmm. Or if you spent that dollar on something for your business, the, you, you, you pay no tax. You, you pay yeah. no tax. The problem is that no one had a war chest because the tax system does, does not want you to have a war yeah, chest. Yeah. There's no incentive to have a war chest. But we, it would have been really good in this time to have a war chest. So I don't yeah. know if there's any talk about uh, um, changing that in a way that, that prepares us for these things. Because, look, if, if, if this happens, if, look at the ramifications of what this pandemic has done. It'll happen again. Yeah. And... Will we be ready for it? Because my idea of ready is not just do everything, like have Coles and Woolworths run mm. every aspect of our civilization and let yeah. Amazon in and, and, and do all that stuff. Mm. Um, so if that's the case, well, what are we going to do to make sure that we are better prepared for next time? And I think that a lot of that comes down to personal responsibility. And like you said, there, 
there is no government incentive to have a war chest of money put aside. You even look at the... I remember back when JobKeeper and JobSeeker first kicked off, and there was some talk about, after I think it was about after the first three months or whatever of the program, where... Like, it was sort of kind of positively weighted, but not really, where they were saying that these payments weren't stimulating the economy the way that they were supposed to because people were just using it to pay down debt. Mm. And I remember I remember those stories because I remember it, it sort of hit me like, wow, like, we're talking about people paying down their debt as a negative thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, isn't that, isn't that crazy? But yeah. obviously, that's the mentality, and, and you're right, because the issue is... The, a capitalist economy is is built around growth, mm. and if people ha- take money and sit it aside for themselves and don't use it, then that doesn't contribute towards growth. Mm. So, I think that's a, like you said, it's really hard because that's what our whole economy is built on. Yeah. So how can you the the only I mean like me personally, we knowing that we were going to have Nate, we put aside a war chest mm. like for, for a long period of time after we bought the house to try to make sure that we were protected once we had a baby and couldn't have been better timing really because mm. obviously the, the whole world changed just after, like we're literally in the hospital when the first case of COVID was yeah. at, at Gold Coast Hospital. So just lucky that we did that and, and we've been able to handle this well, it's not luck. It was luck. You had a plan. Yeah, of course. Like we had a plan, but but also it's you're not disincentivized as an individual. You're not disincentivized to do that because there's no. Whereas as a business, you are for tax reasons. Yeah, but there'll still be individuals too who if 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 I went and bought investments that say were negative geared or went backwards or whatever, I could still reduce my total amount of tax. So there is. The tax system does still incentivize you to go out and spend your money. No, no, no. So, so I'm saying, so as an individual, you're going to pay. You'll pay the tax regardless. Sure. Yeah, you can reduce your tax to buy. Yeah, but if you, if you then but buy a company can't, an asset, a company can't. But a company can't buy investments without paying tax. Like the the way the tax structure for business is slightly different to like if you're a PAYG worker, mm. you you're already paying tax. You're going to pay the tax all the time. Um, it's easy. It's it's. There's no disincentive to build a war chest as an individual, which which there very much is in business. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit different. Yeah. Mm. So, I I don't know what the solution is, but I just like you know it'd be nice if someone a lot smarter than me went. Hey, do you know what? What you know? How about we just tweak this little thing within the tax system? Mm. So, you know, in the future, like I <laughs> know oh maybe if you could allocate a certain amount tax-free of your of your funds for a... Uh, um, uh, here we go, I'm think, thinking out loud. What if there was a, a Pandy investment fund that, a national fund, that businesses could invest in, into tax-free that uh, created, uh, and I don't know where it's invested, but you would have access to if something like this happens mm. or if there's an insurance policy or something. Mm-hmm. There's got to be surely there there could, there could be a financial um, element yeah. that could come out of this, and I, I think too like in in a in a similar sort of vein, as far as building a, a national war chest goes, I think we also need to consider our our actions when it comes to, I guess, using public yeah. resources, because. 
there, we, we all know that there's that much waste in the public service mm. in, in every facet. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a massive fan of having public health care. Obviously, I've, you know, I got my knee surgery for free. Like, that's mm-hmm. amazing, right? Major knee surgery, I got it for free because we have a public health care system over here. Now, obviously, it's not free. Like, mm-hmm. it would be a massive drain on the, on the public health care system, but it allowed a, a citizen like myself to get really important knee surgery and, and be able to afford that. So, it was good. But, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, uh, when... Last time Amanda was, sorry, when Amanda was pregnant with Nate, there's all these tests and stuff that you have to get done throughout the period. And she got a test done at uh, like an ultrasound and they send all the test results to your doctor and then they say, speak to your doctor about it. So obviously when you go to get your test, the test, that test done was bulk billed by Medicare. So obviously Medicare, public system pays for that. But then they send the information they could just tell us to a doctor who then called us and goes, hey, this is the information. And the person actually doing the ultrasound had told us all the same info mm. anyway. But that doctor then has a Medicare phone consult, which gets paid for by Medicare. Mm. So think about the amount of wastage just there. Yep. And if you extrapolate that out over 25 million people in one country, there's obviously a lot of wastage there. For sure. Uh, I've mentioned it a million times before on the podcast, and I know that certain people don't like me talking about it, but the things like, the testing, like the amount of COVID tests that we get done. I understand that it's important to know whether or not people have COVID. But these places are getting paid $100 a, text, a test from Medicare. That is a massive expense. Every time the government pays for something, it's wasted. Yeah, well, so, yeah. so every time there is a home buyer's grant, mm. childcare subsidy, welfare, all of it is, is uh, not done in a way not done um in a what's the word efficient way yeah and causes a lot more well it causes damage that a lot of people don't Mm. don't um sort of recognize and i haven't liked any of the i don't like the idea of receiving payments and look i've been in the unlucky in quotations unlucky situation where i've I've got no assistance yeah you've had nothing because you started your business just at the start of the pandy and you had to have 12 months before you could get job keeper so but at the same time, I don't want it. Mm. And I don't think anyone should want it. Yeah. Because, we, you know, we are paying for it. Mm-hmm. And, and we, you know, if we're not paying for it now, we are going to in the future. Well, that's it can't just go on forever. Yeah, and like they've just released the, the forward estimates and it looks like we're going to be in a budget deficit till 2060. Yeah. So, and that, again, people... Like we've said a few times on this podcast already, people just think about themselves and what's happening right right here and now. They don't understand that if you're in deficit until 2060, that means that you're potentially missing out on better infrastructure or better quality healthcare or whatever the case may be. There'll be some sort of service that we will miss out on because instead of our taxpayer dollars going to that service, our taxpayer dollars will go to paying interest on the massive national debt mm. that we've got. So, and then when what irks me a little bit is when you look at the stock market, the stock market is stronger than it's mm. ever been. And property. And property is stronger than it's ever been. Yeah. So, you know. In an economy that's propped up by government handouts for property and stocks to be going to all-time highs, like, yeah. it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Well, it, it makes total sense, but it just means that it's, that's not efficient. That's mm. not, the idea of propping up the economy was not to supercharge it to the, 
to the nth degree, you know. Mm. It was supposed to it was supposed to stave us off a catastrophe. Yeah. But if you look at some of the major metrics, we are we are flying. But in with quotation marks, flying on yeah. empty tanks. Yeah, that's mm. probably a good way of explaining it. Yeah. Because I was, I was talking to uh, Dad about this the other day, just about the, the property thing came up and how it's... Obviously, we know it's getting increasingly difficult for young people to, to get a property. And I'll give you an example of like from a, from a funding perspective. So when, when Amanda and I went to buy the CRV for having Nate, uh, we wanted to borrow 20 grand. So not the whole amount, just wanted to borrow 20 grand. And we're both full-time employed at the time, making good money, uh, no other real debts or anything like that apart from the mortgage. And getting approval for that 20 grand was ridiculously difficult, even though we had more than enough savings to cover that and then mm. a lot more. And the reason why it was difficult was because they asked you, is there going to be any changes to your financial position? And we put down that Amanda was going to go on maternity leave. And they had this massive freak out, like, going off. And it, it was... I mean, I was selling finance for that company at the time. I know how finance mm. works. So for me, even knowing how difficult that was to borrow $20,000 when you got two full-time employed people making decent money mm. with no real debts, good luck being a young person and buying a property on your own at the moment. And I don't feel like that's going to get any easier. Now why, why would it when there's all this incentive to... So you've had stagnant wage growth for 20 years? Yeah you've had, and the housing prices keep going up. So, and we know that the ability to obtain finance is getting more difficult than it was 20 years ago as well. Mm. That'll change. Potentially. So when you roll all that stuff together though, young people, if you're lucky, your parents will have a property, which either you can use some equity out of it to go guarantor to potentially make it easy for you to obtain finance yourself for a house, or when they pass, that asset will move down to you and, and you'll be very fortunate that happens. If you're not, it's going to be real hard. Yeah, but see, I, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I, I wouldn't recommend anyone go and buy, a young person go buy a house now. Don't do it. Yeah, well, well, again, it depends what your goals are. Yeah, for sure. But I, it, it's a massive goal. It's a massive goal in Australia. We have this real thing about, you know, having, having your own home and it's what we all aspire to. And But for what? And I would also argue, you know, if you're a 20-year-old, the house that you're going to buy is not the house you're going to end up in. Yeah, but even when I say young people, I'm not talking about 20-year-olds. I'm talking about 30-year-olds no, who... Just invest. I mean, so, well, we, we bought our house because we want to start a family. You mm. want to lay down roots somewhere and you want to not have to worry about getting inspections done and having to move every six months and whatever the case yeah. may be. That's why we bought our house. And I'm really, really glad that we did. But there'll be plenty of people in the same situation who are like, okay, it's time to start a family now. Let's buy a house. Who'll be in their thirties and even then won't be able to do it. Yeah. My, my tip is just get invested, get invested as soon as you can and, and commit to long-term investment. Hmm. And that, that house problem will not be a problem. Like imagine being in a position when you're 30, 35 years old and just paying cash for a house. Yeah. Well, that's obviously ideal, right? That's, that's yeah. where you'd love to be. And that's, that's the thing that I would change if I could have my time again is when I was 18, I'd start investing in the stock market. Yeah. And I mean, the stock prices now are the best advertisement for doing that ever because yeah. you're going through a global pandemic. By all rights, the economy's going to shit. Like when you actually feel it on the ground, boots on the ground, everyone knows the economy's not going that great, but the stock market keeps going through the roof. So yeah, there's got to be a correction coming. 
there's there's got to be a real like we I, mean, I know we've just had one like at the start because the stock market took a real hit yeah uh, last year when when COVID first hit but we've recovered and some mm. there will be another. I, I still think that the the government will find a way to shield from that because either they throw money at the companies that all the pensioners have invested their money in to keep them mm. going good, or if they all tank, then the investments go away and the government has to throw out money in welfare anyway. So either way, they've got to pay. I think they prefer to pay up front rather than pay at the end. I heard a thing this morning. It was like, is it worth buying shares in an overinflated stock market? And the guy who started Vanguard... He said in 1997, just before the tech bubble burst, because yeah. it was a similar situation, very hyperinflated market. Mm-hmm. And he said, it can go two ways. So if you invest now, if you buy, if you pay too much for a share, a share, mm-hmm. something could happen and people could overnight realise the true value of that mm-hmm. and then the market drops. Yeah. Or those companies that are receiving the 20% on top of, what their correct market valuation is invests into their business mm-hmm. and gets an even better result, mm. and then that true market value would raise. Would raise with it, yeah. Yeah, so you know, e- either way, the, the the best thing to do is just time in the market, mm. time in the market, just spend more time in the market. Here, okay, here's a here's a not a here's an idea. I'm not going to say it's a prediction, but here's an idea for an industry that could literally be switched on tomorrow for the government to make heaps of tax revenue, legalise marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a massive, a massive amount of tax money. You legalise it tomorrow, you regulate it, so people know exactly what they're getting, just like in America and a lot of countries overseas where they have legalised it. Think of the tax boom that you could get from having legalised marijuana. And employment, industry. Yep. Yeah. Now, it, it would suck now not being able to have open shop to do it, you know, but we should definitely get the, we should get the ball rolling because well, do I don't it. want it just Woolies and Coles getting it. But the, th- no, but the thing is that you can still go to BWS, like you can still go and buy alcohol. Yeah, but do you know who owns BWS? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, there's, you could, you could do it mm. for sure. I think that's a great, uh, that is an excellent, excellent, excellent solution. And mm. I mean, I, I invested in weed shares, oh, how many years ago now? Five or six years ago, I listened to an ABC article that talked about how, um, where's El Chapo from? Uh, Mexico. Oh, uh, no, not the other, no, who's the other one? What's the other big time? Colombia. Mm. So Colombia, when they legalised it, they it, they thought it was going to be worth uh, $50 billion a year mm-hmm. in uh, as, as a market. Mm-hmm. And then I went, okay, I'm going to go find like an Australian version of it. And there was one I was invested in and it's done nothing, still done nothing. Yep. I made a little bit of money. I think I bought them at four cents, sold them at 12 cents or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, but um, they're still currently around, they always hover between nine and 11 cents. Mm-hmm. But they're probably just waiting for that, like what you just mentioned, mm-hmm. like that final tick to say, yeah, we're on. Mm-hmm. And then they're, re- they're set up. So yep. actually that's a really good solution. That is something that should definitely... You know, we're coming up to a federal election. Is there anyone talking about it? No. I don't think anyone's talking about it. No, because, look, it's it's still largely unpopular with with uh, traditional voters. So I'm not surprised. Like, it's a hot-button topic to come out and, and tell people who've been, again, accepting prop- propaganda for the last 50, 60 years about how weed's the devil. Yeah. So, Gateway drug. Yeah. So I can see why it's a bit of a political hot potato. 
But think about but the... you can still go get an absolutely shit-faced. Well, I mean, as, before we all we talked about was COVID, one of the things we talked about in this country all the time was alcohol fueled violence. Yeah. Right? Like, it was every weekend... How we, many weed raged? Well, exactly. <laughs> like, how many marijuana fueled violence incidents do you hear about? Yeah. I mean, the only thing is, like, you only hear about marijuana fueled Doritos massacres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. rather than... Dog, like coward punching someone in the head. Yeah. So, and also think about the additional... Coward hug. <laughs> yeah. Coward cuddling. But <laughs> think about the additional uh, benefits to the to the wider economy too. Like the sales of fast food is going to go through the roof. Yeah. So you're going to have guys getting the munchies. If you, if you smoke a lot of weed, you're probably going to like, yeah, be like laughing and go to sleep rather than going and breaking a bottle over someone's face in Surfers Paradise, so your, your medical bills are probably going to be lower. I don't know what the... Um, I've not done any research into what the... Like, how the states have performed since. Like, I, I, I knew that everyone was very pro it, and it makes a lot of sense mm. to do it. But I don't know what the byproduct is. I, I, I might have a look. As in, like, in, in America, where they've legalised it. Yeah, yeah. To see, like, the taxation or whatever, like, how much revenue it's generated and if the outcomes have been a positive or a negative. Well, I haven't heard of any marijuana fuel massacres in America. <laughs> that's no, probably going to be a good, that's a good true, start. That's true. Uh, but, yeah, like, you could, you could literally do that tomorrow if you wanted to. And you create a whole new industry. What's it worth? I mean, what's the alcohol industry worth in Australia? Yeah. And is it gonna take is it gonna be half the size of the alcohol industry? I reckon it'll end up being larger than the alcohol industry. And we're all for experimental drugs in this country <laughs> at the moment. We give them out for free, bro! Imagine being able to switch on a new drug which is widely used and has a long history of safety and efficacy for getting your high. Yeah, we don't do that. That's exactly why we don't. And, well, and you could actually charge people for it. You make an absolute fortune. You pay for the whole vaccine rollout. That is, that is actually a really good solution to the, um, the problem. And I'm going to be looking at uh, independent politicians that are, mm. that are proving it. And, mm. and um, yeah, I think that, that's a good one. That's a good whoever idea. whoever says it first, ScoMo or Albanese, you're probably getting a massive uptick. No, I'm in not voting any of them. I'm not voting any of them. I'm going full full blown independent. Yeah. So I'll enjoy throwing your vote away. <laughs> no, no, it's it's. You may as well get your ballot paper, fold it up into a little triangle, and no. stick it up your rectum. I don't. I hate this two party two party preferred. You can hate it as much as you want. It's it, but this it's like I thought we're supposed to be in a democracy. We are. We're not. No. Two-party democracy. Yeah. So, so you pick this one or this one. Well, that's not really democratic, is it? No, it's not. But like, you, we, you can pick whoever you want, but not enough people will pick those other parties for it to be know. worth anything. This podcast got way bigger than the like and subscribe mm-hmm. um, than, than it is now. And some more people went to work and said, hey, let's find El Weedo, the, uh, the independent minister of such, such and such. Mm-hmm. Let's give him our vote. Who knows? The Wait, independent... Like, the independent minister for Snoochie Boochies. <laughs> Could Stephen Bradbury the election? Could Can you do. imagine? Can you imagine? What, like, you've just predicted, because you've literally just fixed Australia's economy hmm. in one policy move. So I should run. Oh, you wouldn't get my vote. Would you guys vote for me? 
Tell some comments. I'll vote for the second guy that comes up with the weed. <laughs> <laughs> in Australia, the second guy. Oftentimes, when there's like great ideas, it's usually the second guy who talks about it louder and gets the credit for it. No, anyway, it's, it's the same with any innovation too. You yeah. don't want to be first. Yeah. You want. You, um, and there's an example of this that's just happened. Oh, look, look at the billionaire space race. Whoever, like whoever goes first, the next one just goes a little bit further out into. Uh, space yeah. and then they get the credit for it so yeah 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 I think I think um, if you say have you watched any of the launches no which one would you rather be in the cock rocket or or the virgin galactic <laughs> cock or a virgin <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually going... I did never put those two together that's really bad yeah, I'm going well hopefully Elon. they never touch yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Elon what, what, what is Elon's um... Falcon he runs Falcon Rockets oh Falcon Rockets yeah that sounds way cooler yeah but I would say the cabin... and since Ford beat Holden it makes sense to go on a Falcon Rocket <laughs> yeah true the, uh, the cabin inside um, Branson's one looked a lot more comfortable than mm. Bezos's and you notice that Bezos is popping a little <laughs> flack for wearing his watch over his spacesuit. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's wearing Omega. He did do something. I've got to give him massive props though. A for going to space, yeah. SpaceX, and um, B the one of the ladies that he took up was someone that was denied a NASA flight because she was a woman. Yeah, great PR move by Bezos. No, I think that is that's. I reckon that is an extremely amicable thing to do. Did you hear the thing that she said though that made her sound like an absolute idiot? No. So they talked about the, you know, the blue, is it the blue dot or the blue pearl or whatever? So there's those photos from space of how small Earth was. Right. And, she, and she literally goes, I thought we were going to see, like, the blue dot, but we didn't go out far enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can see why they didn't take you up last time. <laughs> oh, we're on the moon, are we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty funny. When, when, when enough is never enough. For do, you, do you think Bezos would be upset with the fact that he actually built the rocket in his own image and now everyone's calling it the cock rocket. <laughs> no. Because he looks like a penis. Uh, I don't care. I reckon that's... Who cares? It's huge. <laughs> like, who cares? It's if it was a really small rocket, like if it was a rocket, <laughs> like R-O-C-K-E-T-T-E, if yeah. it was a rocket, yeah. Yeah, maybe you'd be self-conscious about it, but it's massive. Yeah, it should be black, but... Um, <laughs> no, I, props, props, props to them both. Um, get, you know, and and when Elon will be, Elon won't be allowed to do, because you know Bezos had to quit, he had to step yeah. down from CEO of Amazon to be allowed to do it. Didn't Elon buy a ticket for Branson's though? Wasn't that his way around it? Wasn't he going to go to space with Branson? Uh, because he couldn't go on his own because he's a CEO, but he doesn't uh, want to step down from being CEO, so he just bought a ticket to go with someone else. I thought that. Happened. I thought the offer was on the table. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's if he if he had taken it. Yeah. But. Okay. You know, but the, Elon's busy. He's got things to e- do. Elon shouldn't go to space. Elon just needs to stay on the ground and just worry about sending us to Mars. Yeah, he needs to get it done. Can you imagine... Can you... Like, talk about inspiration of watching stuff happen live. Could you imagine if Elon went up in a spaceship and it exploded? And it would be like, now we're stuck here. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's exactly the reason why he won't be allowed. Yeah. He won't be allowed up. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. Put your inspiration below. Did yeah. it inspire you to make a massive phallic version of <laughs> what you see in a rocket? It looks or... like a giant Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, put in the comments. Will you vote for me for PM? 
will you support my policy of legalized marijuana? It is that is the best policy out of the two party don't like I don't prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, that is by far the best policy that yeah. I've heard, and it will uh, it'll fix many problems that we've got. Oh, I've got another policy. Mm-hmm. John here, another policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, ban negative political advertising. Yeah, that's my that's my next policy that I that I'm running on. You can only talk about the things that you're going to do. You are not allowed to talk about the opposition or anything, any of their stuff. Yeah. You can only put forward the positives of what your ideas and policies are, mm-hmm. because a lot of that political advertising is paid for by taxpayer money as well. So oh, uh, a lot of donor money too. That's a lot a, of um, industry. What's it called? What's it called when you um bribes. Yeah, they're bribes. There's a, there's a nicer word they use for, yeah, for political, they're, they're political donations. Yeah. Bribes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's my other policy. So legalise marijuana and a ban on negative political advertising. You're only allowed to talk about the positives of your own, of your and, own policies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. what I'm running on. So on vote, that, on vote one. Jason Moncanel for PM. We'll see you next time. Yeah. second preference. <laughs>